leave a message to be on the show. That's right, you can. If you go to the show's description on whatever platform you're listening to this on, mind you, it does host on many platforms. This SAS podcast, Starseeds Angels Savannah Syndrome, hosts on many platforms, as most podcasts do these days. Well, if you look in the description for the show, you'll find a link to message us. You can leave a, leave a audio recording for the show and be on air, not live, but you can ask a question or leave a statement. Heck, this show is explicit and it's rated explicit. So you can even swear. You can swear at me if you want. And roast me. And that's perfectly fine. I welcome anybody to say anything that they want. And that's freedom of speech. How it should be. I I don't know if there's a time limit on the audio recording that you're allowed to uh, record with. But uh, try to keep it a little bit short I'd say at least under like half an hour if that's okay with you but yes please do message and be on the show you can do so anonymously perfectly fine you don't know that I'm saying you're not that I'm saying but All that shit you never read. You don't wanna look, but you do wanna talk. Wanna 
I never could listen, so I put you on spot. City, choking you on the bus, you on CDC car. CDC not trying to mock, I just mean god damn. Tell me now, to shake my head. Tell me that's yes. Safer than a motor scooter ride. Been to a one Google search that shit. Yeah, they ain't even hide it. Ain't that a bitch? Monkey gaslighting like a blind monkey trick. Gaslight the science like with Judy and Michael Bits. Judy Bits. Tell me not. Do any vaccines on the childhood vaccine schedule contain MRC5 human diploid cells? Yes. Rubella, uh, varicella. Hepatitis A. What are MRC5 cells? They are human fibroblast uh, cell strain. They were created by uh, taking uh, fetal tissue and um, uh, from a particular uh, fetus that was uh, aborted uh, by maternal choice uh, and the cells, uh, the so-called fibroblast cells, were cultivated. <clears throat> Do any vaccines on the childhood vaccine schedule contain WI-38 human diploid lung fibroblasts? Well, they used to, but I don't think anything is made in those cells anymore. If you could turn to page three for MMR and MMRV, do you see that within the ingredient list that lists WI-38 human diploid lung fibroblasts? Uh, yes, I do see that. Uh, isn't it true that human DNA in vaccines is typically purposely fragmented? Yes, and I would say mostly um, for theoretical reasons, doesn't want to uh, put uh, DNA uh, into, uh, attack DNA uh, into vaccines. You familiar with insertional mutagenesis? Yes. Do you have any study to show that injecting millions of pieces of human DNA into babies and children is safe? The only studies are all the safety studies that have been done on vaccines. Wasn't the purpose of this study to help develop a human cell line or to support the use of human cell lines in the creation of vaccines? The idea was to study the uh, cell strains from fetuses to determine whether or not they could be used to make vaccines. This study involved 74 fetuses. Yeah, 76. 76. Mm -hmm. And uh, these fetuses uh, were th all three months or older when aborted, correct? Yes. Okay. What organs did you harvest from these fetuses? Well, I didn't personally harvest any, but uh, a, a whole range of uh, tissues were harvested um, by uh, co-workers. Okay. And these pieces were then cut up into little pieces, right? Yes. And they were cultured? Yes. Okay. Um, some of the pieces of the fetuses were pituitary gland that were that were chopped up into pieces. To mm -hmm. okay, included the lung of the fetuses. Yes. Okay, included the skin. Yes. Kidney. Yes. Spleen. Yes. Heart. Y yes. Okay. And, and tongue. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't recall, but yeah, probably yes. Are you aware that the one of the uh, objections to vaccination by the plaintiff in this case is 
the inclusion of aborted fetal tissue in the development of vaccines and the fact that it's actually part of the ingredients of vaccines? Yeah, I'm aware of those objections. The okay. uh, Catholic Church has actually issued a document on that which says that individuals who need the vaccine should receive the vaccines regardless of the fact and that uh, that uh, I, I think it implies that I am the individual who will go to hell because of the use of aborted tissues which you, I am glad do you know if, to do okay do you know if the mother is Catholic I have no idea okay um, so but she should consult her priest do you believe that someone can have a valid religious objection to refusing a vaccine? No. Do you take issue with religious beliefs? Yes. Okay. Uh, you have said that, quote, vaccination is always under attack by religious zealots who believe that the will of God includes death and disease? Yes. You stand by that statement? I absolutely do. Okay. Are you an atheist? Yes. Okay. Do you accept that some people hold religious beliefs that are inherently unprovable? Uh, yes, I'm sure they do. When you were a child, what vaccines did you receive? <laughs> uh, diphtheria. Uh, well, uh, uh, in childhood, I, I think it was probably only diphtheria. All right. Welcome. Sorry, I've been lagging on my episodes. I think a lot of us have, and I've, uh, I just watched a, uh, episode of, um, Anomaly. If you don't know Anomaly, spelled with a zero for the O. Check him out. He made this, uh, he made Facebook's top five most viewed pages this year. Um, you know, um, with the big dogs, I mean, like CNN and whatnot, and Trump, Trump's page too. Um, yeah, just dude, just like you and me, and my age. And, um, probably one of the most, if not the most, brilliant journalist, independent journalist I've ever seen. He's good. Very good. And I highly recommend him. But yeah, he, uh, he explained how in a prior, uh, live, live broadcast, he had just cut it short and just, like, left. Um, and he was apologizing for that, and he explained that he had, um, he just couldn't take it. He, it was too much. He had to stop it for a bit because see, he had, he hadn't had a break all year, and neither have I at all. No days off at all. You know? I'm sure a lot of people are out of work, but people like us, we just constantly work. That's because there's so much needing to be done, and there's so much needing to be done because there's nobody else doing it, or there's not enough people doing it. That's what it is, you know. I mean, if society was as I thought it, I thought it was. I thought it was 
a sincere society where people were sincere with integrity and had integrity. I thought that the general public at least, at least, had integrity. You know, that means like, if you're going to say something and believe it, then you're going to have evidence to back it up, right? And then if somebody challenges what you believe and they show the evidence, then you look at it sincerely and you read it sincerely and you weigh out everything sincerely, you know? But people don't have that. <laughs> we have that. I have that. Anomaly has that. And yeah, actually that does make us better people than those who aren't, who don't have integrity. It literally makes us better people. <laughs> I don't know how you define, like, a, you know, somebody that's better than another person, but I mean, I, I, I would figure that a person with integrity, by default, that's, you know, if we're just talking about integrity as a theme, then yeah, that's better than not having it and it does make them better people. They should be, we should be respected. But I guess you can't really ask that, you know, or demand it. This I, I don't know, you know, it, uh, it's been hard. It's been really hard. No days off, no respect, no pay. You know, we, we get by trying to, you know, um, do what we do. And I mean, you know, I, I make some money from my podcast and I make a little bit of money from my, my medium articles. Uh, I haven't had a client all year. Um, I do, um, web design and I help people start their startups. By the way, I usually keep that separate from my podcast, but uh, I figure, you know, get to know me. I'd love to get to know you. Please leave a, a, a message if you want, or, you know, um, you could come be on my show if you want to talk about anything. I'm pretty open. And... I don't mind, you know, I, uh, I've got a couple episodes where I just talk with friends, really. But generally, uh, something really good comes up to talk about. I, I, I have some cool friends. And I'm glad for that. So in the life of me, well, my name is Sean, by the way. It comes from Gaelic, ancient Gaelic, which is Irish for uh sean with like an a and then like a comma and then like another a and then an n and it means wise old man at least that's what my irish friend told me and i don't just mean he's irish i mean he's like literally irish from iron ireland living in ireland cool guy Uh, not much is going on in my life. Besides the spiritual. I think the one thing that's really tough 
it's really been tough for me is um, spiritually. myself I think you see I'm like obviously a deep thinker who thinks about a lot of stuff I have a lot of things run through my mind and not all of it is positive towards myself I think a lot of negative stuff about myself sometimes well let's go on about that why do we think negative about ourselves let's give a good example so there's this you know there's this girl I like and I, she's a woman mind you but she I just you know it's hard to um, for some reason you know when we say like women or man like a woman or a man like it's so non-personal impersonal that's what I meant to say it's impersonal and that's not really how I feel <laughs> you know and she's cool and She's really cool, and I've always liked her. And um, recently, I, I, you know, said hi to her and let her know, you know, how I felt, and and um, yeah, you know, it's been really cool, just talking, and and when I'm not talking with her, sometimes I have negative thoughts against myself, you know. And, um, I don't know if that's natural or not. I know that, in general, we all end up having that. And I know that a lot of people like to say, don't be so hard on yourself. I've always hated that. <laughs> when people say that. It's a way that we say something that implies that we care without us really connecting to care or you know offering any real comfort because it doesn't really offer comfort at all you know it's a way that we uh, separate ourselves from another person's emotions that way we don't you know get too close as if another person's negative emotions would uh, stick on us like muck and I guess it could it could but only in the senses where we um, don't aim to help. If you notice it, when we do aim to help, if you've ever done that, if you've ever aimed to help another person emotionally and be there for them, they, um, you don't you don't leave the situation with any quote unquote muck on you. In fact, you feel better. You feel better about yourself. You feel better for that the person that you help the person. You know. And see, that's just it, is that the aiming, it just in itself, helps, you know? But when we say, don't be so hard on yourself, it's like saying, oh, well, you know, have fun on your own. <laughs> Which is, I guess, fine, I guess, you know, people got their own shit, but if we always do that, never help anybody, and we would cultivate a world where nobody helps 
each other, you know. Nobody's there for each other. It's what we have. It's what we've done. We've created a world where people don't care. People don't trust one another. People do each other dirty. And it's fucked up. It's fucked up. And then a lot of um, people in the spiritual movement, they it's, it's crazy, it's insane. It's like everything that they preach, everything that they preach is inherently causal to satanic reaction on by the society like it causes a thing into the society that inherently it's the opposite of what christ taught for instance <coughs> i'm sorry for trailing a little bit but for instance um a couple of years ago there was one don't ever apologize that was going around you know don't ever apologize which to me was weird and being half canadian myself i thought a bit racist no. You see what it is. And I don't know, um, maybe there was different excuses by the spiritual community around, but, um, the idea, I, as far as I knew, was that, oh, well, you know, uh, apologizing is a thing about blame, self-blame, right? In other words, uh, in my you know, it's negative to them, right? You know, because it feels negative. Oh my God. <laughs> it's called accountability. That's what it is. Being a person of accountability. It's a very important thing. After all, you can't trust anybody that doesn't have accountability. A person that doesn't have accountability will hurt you and act like they're not accountable for hurting you. And that's what we've cultivated. Not we, actually, because I wasn't involved in that. I specifically was against that, and I said it at every chance I could. I tried to thwart that twisted ideology. I'm sorry if you believed it, but, you know, that's, that's what it causes. You know, and you, if, I mean, you gotta be accountable. If you, if you were promoting that, please, please see the light. Realize what it cultivates. It does. It cultivates on a, the lack of accountability. And it teaches people to not be accountable for their actions. It's the whole, um, oh, I believe in karma because that means that if I hurt somebody that they deserved it. Satanic. It's bullshit. Bullshit peddling. Take accountability, please. And stop. Another thing, um, don't care what other people think. That one, that one came about and had a huge, huge way like spreading of the gray area to basically encompass the whole. It is, that's very, very irrational. And I thought hypocritical very hypocritical considering that hey don't you have these like people that are social influencers that are literally 
what they're doing is they're caring to manipulate the thoughts of people. And yeah, that's that was their job. That's what they do. And it's not good. It's not good. Hey, the Nazis cared what other people thought. It's called mind control. Programming. And it's been going on for a long time. Look at the mainstream media. Propaganda is a word for a reason. Of course you should care what other people think. Because you should care that what they think is right. You should care. Because caring what other people think is called education. And it is why we have schools. You would care what people thought if everybody thought that you were a murderer and on the run and yada yada, right? Because it would affect their actions to you. Now there is one scenario where you shouldn't care what other people think. And that has to do with where they're wrong about you. But specifically, like, not like the legal part, you know. And also, um, you should care in the sense of that you should still care to correct that. But you shouldn't care to the point to where you let that, you know, affect your, your thoughts on you. But we do. That's how it goes. We shouldn't, but we do. It's uh, hard not to. Let me explain why that is and why that's a thing. The heart always, always, always loves. It hurts sometimes, yes. And that is a factor that has to do with our heart, which loves. Meeting a thought in our mind which is unloving. And that's what the feeling is. It's when our heart knows the truth, but the mind tells us a lie. You see, love is unconditional. It already is unconditional. We place the conditions upon it, and we place the excuses into our minds as well. We derive this reality as we see it as a form of conditions. What is a condition? What, what do I mean when I say condition? Let's say the um, condition is an agreement of what reality is an experience to your body, to your senses, to your being. For instance, if you, as you were a baby and you, you drank, you know, mom's milk or maybe just whatever, you had some oatmeal and you said, I like that because you did. Because your body sensed that it was good for you. It triggered a chemical reaction, sure, yeah. But don't just forget, don't just think it as that, because also the, the psychological level is a realm of itself. And in that realm, there was an agreement. The memory 
the memory is the condition. The condition is that as you eat the oatmeal or drink the milk, you are glad to. You like it, you enjoy it because you like it, because you remember liking it. And that agreement stays, that's a memory. It stays through time. And as you have these mental associations, these acknowledgements, and these conditions, like for instance, as you hear the dog barking loudly, you say, I don't like that. You agree, and that agreement becomes a condition that you remember for your life, or until you forget, that when you hear that loud sound, you won't like it, and you will get this feeling of disdain and uncomfort, discomfort. That's a condition. But there's also many more, and these conditions, I mean, of course there is, right? You've lived your life. And these conditions rule all of the values that you have, all of the drives that you have, all of the things that you believe, all of the way that you live your life. They're based on these conditions. Blind associations, many of them are blind associations. Like uh, racism is a blind association. A lot of the way that we see other people their blind associations. Some of them are righteous, rightful to have. A lot of them are not. And we can see through them by having integrity. What does that mean? That means like, let's say, let's say it's the sixth grade and you're having lunch in the cafeteria at school and all of your friends are sitting at the table and you're eating and you hear them talking about uh, Charlene now Charlene she's just over there sitting at the table by herself uh, somewhere else you know she's just eating her lunch but they all talk crap about her they say all kinds of shit and they're making fun of her Right, and you listen, and because they're your friends, and you value your friends, you value their words. So you listen and you accept their words as true, not necessarily always, but if you're a person of integrity, you would acknowledge the words see that they see as that they enter your mind and memory that they were said by your friends who had an opinion but you don't know yet what emotional values caused them to have that opinion was it jealousy was it insecurity was it righteous of them or was it wrong? A person of integrity would find out for themselves.
let's tell the story as if you had no integrity. So you would listen to them. For the whole year you listen to them. Seventh grade comes. Charlene is walking by. You're having lunch. Just by yourself. Just because. Charlene asks to sit down and eat her lunch with you. You say no. The seat's taken. And scowl. She sees clearly that the seat's not taken. And she walks away heartbroken because she liked you. She thought you were cool. But you weren't. You had no integrity. You believed your friends because you valued your friends. But you didn't check to see if the things that they said were true. Scenario two. You're back at the table, sixth grade, having lunch, your friends are talking bad. And you ask them, why? Why do you say that? And then they start to tell you. And you comes to find out that, hey, what happened was, she had called them all out because they were lying about how they were picking on somebody. And the teacher the kid had gone to the teacher to tell the teacher on them and the teacher approached the kids, your friends, and they said, no, no, we weren't. And the teacher started to believe them until Charlene said, yes, they were because she was accountable. She was responsible. She did the responsible thing. She snuffed out the evil as she saw it. And so did you, because you have integrity too. And so you say to your friends that they're wrong, that that's wrong with them. And you get up, you take your lunch, and you go and sit with Charlene, because you realize that she had more integrity than your friends. friends feel ashamed because socially they had been caught they had been realized that they're fraud they had been seen and rejected of their immoral shit talk and they learn they learn that it's wrong they learn not to do that and they gain in integrity at the same time. That is what's right. Nowadays, 
you have something called the cancel culture. I had no idea what it what it really meant. I mean, I've seen it online until a couple of days ago. One of my friends told me. She told me it's a sick, narcissistic thing. See, I had only heard of it to do with like companies, and sure, yeah, you know. But she explained it as a it's a sick, narcissistic cult thing where people get together and they all agree to cancel somebody out and basically ignore them, basically ban them, you know. And yeah, it is sick. And it's wrong. It's abusive, psychologically abusive too. And it is what they call flying monkeys, actually. It's a term derived of a narcissist's narcissistic tact where the narcissist goes and let's say they don't like somebody generally for the person having shown them wrong proving them wrong you know in front of a group of people and that's what my friend told me uh is the general cause for it too cancel culture and they'll go and they'll get a bunch of other people you know and they'll talk crap and get them to join their ideology and go to punish the person for them. I guess they derive some kind of um, pleasure from that. I don't know. I follow Peter Joseph's ideology there. It should be celebrated to discover that you're wrong about something. Because that is the only way that you elevate your awareness to a higher level of awareness. You realize that you're prior idea that you thought was the reality was false and you learn that is how you learn that is how you gain awareness and understanding of truth I mean how would you like to live your life being wrong about everything and thinking that you knew what was right that would be very disharmonic it would be very chaotic it would be uh, causing of suffering to a lot of people and it would be false that's not cool I mean inherently the reason why the person would not like to be shown as wrong in front of everybody in society is because it's wrong to be wrong and you know to promote yourself is totally right without having the integrity to know which is why integrity is important Um, it should be a common sense. Should be. Please share. <laughs> share the info. I, you know, at that point, I, I don't even mind if you don't share the episode as well, but I mean, at least share that info. Share the wisdom. Teach the truth. with Charlene when somebody talks bad about somebody find out the truth 
I will tell you right now that I used to talk shit about Trump. And that was very unnoble of me because I was only doing it because of what I thought was true, because the mainstream media had said it. I wasn't looking to see. Now I know the truth. Now I know that was so wrong of me and I shouldn't have talked crap about Trump. Because everything that they said was a lie. They had warped it all. Everything. I've got 6,000 bookmarks. Ask me, I will show you. And I will show you why, why they lied. It's horrible. It's why people like me and Anomaly need a break and still don't take a break. That's why we need you. To have that integrity, to care, to realize that nothing, this doesn't end. This whole lockdown thing, it never ends until you start to care. It's a boat, really. I told one of my friends that earlier this night. Like, if you don't care, like, if you're not gonna do anything, then this doesn't go away. It's permanent, and it gets worse. Because it was the whole point. Of course the virus exists. It was released. Why do you think that the, one of the main arguments is them trying to say that, you know, oh, oh, fucking other people are claiming that the virus doesn't exist. Nobody freaking claimed that the virus didn't exist. That is a narcissistic cover. It's aimed to be a scarecrow tactic to, to throw you off, to make you think that the activists are trying to say that that's not what any of us said at all or claimed even with the 5g spectrum thing like how could people not see like that's that's obviously okay look senator blumenthal had already asked in senate what funding was was given towards independent research to study for possible health risks and effects of 5g wi-fi and they said it. It's on YouTube. Look it up. It's it's on it's on the, the the media websites too. They said zero, no research, and that that Senate hearing was after they had already rolled it out. There was zero research. There was research, of course, by actually a lot of people, but you know they they didn't listen at all. That was ignored. It's called the 5G Space Appeal. Look that one up too. It was uh, started off by, who was it? It was Arthur Furstenberg. Yeah. And a, a uh, old x-ray specialist who ended up getting sick from the radiation of an x-ray, of his x-ray machine, uh, quit his job and dedicated his life towards studying the harmful effects of radiation. He wrote a book called The Invisible Rainbow which is a historical account of documented uh, effects 
that radiation has had and it's very remarkable to read especially when he gets into explaining the um, the what do you call aspecting uh, I, don't, I don't know the word I'm looking for really but the um, how well I, I shouldn't even say that just read the book read the book it's a historical account it's very very good very well written as well very well documented and cited but yeah Arthur Furstenberg he also wrote the 5G space appeal which is uh, basically his way, uh, our way, everybody's way, the humanity's way of saying, hey, look, here's all the science, here's all the doctors and scientists gathered together and organizations gathered together that are trying to say, no, do not release 5G Wi-Fi, do not do the rollout, and definitely don't put it in space. And they did it anyways. And then, and Senate hearing, they said, oh, well, yeah, we haven't funded any research and we don't know. Well, we don't know, you know, what, what, you know, if there's anything wrong. Like, that's not accountability. They should be accountable. They should be arrested. That should be a crime. I guess that is a crime against humanity. The crime is already there. It's negligence. If not, intentful aim to harm is wrong. And they should be held accountable. It's heartbreaking that it's Tyler. I know. I'm telling them. Yes, I told them about Arthur Furstenberg. Yeah, Tyler, come here. Oh, you're a baby kitty kitty meow meow. Come here, kitty kitty meow meow. Come here. Come here. Yeah. Yeah, you get the petting. You want to say hi? Hmm? Yeah. He's sad too. He wants a break too. He's been working nonstop. Sleeping all the time. See, although you might think that cats, when they sleep, they're just sleeping, but actually, when a cat is waking, a cat is sleeping. When a cat is sleeping, a cat is actually awake in the sleep world, doing wakeful stuff, waking people up by spiritually stuff, sleeping, cat things. Probably. I don't know, it makes sense, you know. You know that when a cat is awake, it has the brain waves. I forget what which one, I don't know, maybe Theta or something, I don't know. But it has the, the brain waves that uh, humans have when we're asleep in REM sleep. And Tyler, you go. So I believe, hey, you know, maybe uh, since a cat sleeps so much, Maybe this is their waking, I mean their sleeping state, their dreaming state. Maybe they're really awake when they sleep. Who knows? 
kind of the same thing with um, us only uh, where's the waking state a lot of people still asleep in their waking state I used to think that the term NPC was uh, just a saying. It's not. It's not. There really are NPCs. If you don't know that one, look it up. Look up the word NPC and look up the word incel. That's another one to look up. There's a lot of incels out there. Most guys, actually. And that's not good. And yeah, Tyler. Alright, well me and Tyler are gonna crash. Yeah, he sleeps in a little tent thingy with the like fluffy pillow. Like and and yes, he has EMF protection by the way. I I bought a uh Faraday EMF blanket that I put over his little tent thingy so I can protect him from EMF. And that's important. It's very important. If you think that it, uh, I mean, I just explained to you that the in Senate, Senator Blue Menthol, which is an awesome name, you know, he asked the FCC, the FDA, and the network organization's lawyers what funding was put towards studying for possible health risks. He said zero. And he was shocked. I was shocked. The whole thing was, everybody was shocked. And uh, the video, at least on the channel that I go to, only has a couple of thousand views. That means that most of humanity has no idea. And thinks, just thinks, believes a falsehood that there actually was some kind of studies done. And there, there wasn't. It's ridiculous, it's crazy, it's insane, and it's horrifying how little people have accountability. A lot of people will fight for their belief in the falsehood. It's crazy, like you try to tell somebody that, go and tell somebody them, right? Without even having the video on backup, you know, to, to show them. And they will straight up deny and argue and laugh at you. And then go to somebody else and have the video on on, on backup and, and show them. Actually, the video is kind of hard to find, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a short link for you, in case you're listening. And I'll put it at... Um, where should I put it? I'll, I'll do that later. Um, 1111, so 1111.gives slash... EMF, that's what I'll do, okay? So 1111, four ones, 1111, dot gives, G-I-V-I-E, excuse me, gives, G-I-V-E-S, E-S, that's EM, slash EMF. And I'll, uh, I'll write it in the descriptor for the show, just in case, um, Wherever you're listening to this, depending on where you're listening to this, you might be able to click it straight from the description. Maybe not. 
depends. This、uh, show routes to many different podcast hosts and、uh, plays in all of them. And yes, I do get the stats and can't see, I can't see who you are, obviously, you know. But、um, I get the stats like, oh,、uh, six people listened or seven. Or, I think the most that had ever listened to my show in one day was 60 people. Something like that. 60 people in one day. Yo, know, I was shocked because it was right after I had published it too. It's like right like that. Boom. 60 listeners. I was like, wow. Cool. That was cool, you know. If you like this show, please share. I don't do this just like for my sake. I do this because I care. Because I see a lot of things in society and a lot of things in, in, in the world. And I believe that. Things should change. I don't just say things without offering solution. I give practical solution. I believe a lot of people did too. I believe Jesus Christ gave practical solution. And I think that it's very weird that whenever you go to these、uh, philosophy debating groups, They never bring up what Jesus Christ said. They never argue that. They argue whether he existed or not, or whether God exists or not, but they never argue what Jesus Christ said. Which is funny, because you see, the thing is, is that if Naruto from Naruto Shippuden had said that, it would still, it had said the things that Jesus Christ said, it would still hold value. If it was a comic book, The words Jesus Christ said would still hold value and it would still be true in a practical solution kind of sense of taking a practical action that we take it upon ourselves to commit to, it would benefit the world. That's undeniable. Universally, I would say. That's universally undeniable. I would, I would like to argue the person that thinks that taking the Jesus Christ's words Into practical solution would not benefit the world. I would, I'd like to hear that argument because I haven't heard it. I don't think there is one argument for that because he said very practical things and he promoted very practical things and it really would help the world. It's so weird, you know? It's like. If a thing is practical and you can't deny that it would help, why would you not do it? Or if a thing was bad and it was practical to not commit to it and not do it, and you understood that it was practical to not commit to it and beneficial to do something else, why would you do it? Unless there was some enjoyment, you know, was, I guess, right? Do you enjoy it? I don't know. That's a different story, though. That's not the same thing as the lockdowns. Nobody likes the lockdowns. They're not enjoying it. Nobody's enjoying it. And 
it would be practical if we all spoke up about the wrongdoings. It would be practical and logical to have accountability and, and, and integrity and actually research things that are coming out. Because the mainstream media has a specific reason behind why they're lying. You understand that? that they, literally what they are is disinformation agencies. Some media, actually some media has come out, you know, some media has been good and has had credibility and has had integrity and has changed their tune. And I'm glad for that. I'm glad a lot of media nowadays has, has decided to change their tune and they woke up and realized what was actually going on. Thank God. It's about time. And yeah, um, I want to say, okay, yeah, Tyler, all right, I know, I've been talking to these guys too long, they're probably hiding in the corner of the closet or something, rocking back and forth, <laughs> I hope not, and I hope this doesn't scare you, that's why I say get educated, in fact, if anything, I, I believe that Listening to my show should give you courage. Give you anger a little bit, maybe. Which is a good thing, too. Imagine if the social rights movement... The, the civil rights movement didn't get angry. Well, then they wouldn't have moved, would they? And then we'd still have black oppression. And that's not good, right? So it's important to get mad because it gives you fire. Fire is needed. That's why it's the root chakra. It's the spark. Get sparked. Get lit. Stay lit. Stay up. Uma okay, okay, na ikapono. Oh, humanity.